Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's uh, the Ripley Odyssey. We're looking at the new Ripley's Believe It or Not 2020 book. It says on the front, all weird, all true. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah. We've got the random number generating blob. It's given us pages to look at within it, and we'll just you know dive into it for as far as we can get. Uh, the the number generating blob has given us sixty four. Mate, do you not with. think you should have a um a little rhyme that you say to introduce the blob or invite the blob to generate a number? Like I don't know. Do you want to come up with one? Uh, blob. Um, get on the job. Random. <laughs> random blob. Do the job. Tell yeah, us where to stick our gob. <laughs> Something like it's got to be along those lines. If people want to write in, because right, it feels right. nice to summon the blob. Anyway, right, I'll do that next time because we've got page sixty-four to look at. Natural divers, the Bajau people of the, divers. of the of the Philippines are natural divers and can hold their breath underwater for as long as thirteen minutes. Well, <laughs> diving as deep as two hundred feet. Absolute <laughs> bollocks. Thirteen minutes. No way. Shade. Fuck off. And if You've you asked us to believe it or hand, not. Well, the, the answer to this case is or not. We do not believe not. this to be true. It doesn't. Does it say what they're diving for? Because if you look at the top left-hand corner of the page, there's a lad there diving just wearing his his white pants. Yeah. He's got a pair of white fronts on, and he's he's diving, and he's got a long stick. You've got a big stick. I'm going down with my stick. But what he's stick, just, it doesn't it, show what he's sticking stuff. the stick into. Don't no, need to stick it, it into anything, mate. It's my diving stick. Right. I, I'm, I'm just going to go down. You know, them corals, right? I'm just going to go down and whack some corals. Hey. And then come back up. Hey. Right. Don't bother Don't bother fucking making me a cup of tea now. Because it'll be cold by the time I'm back up. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. I can stay down there for 13 minutes. I can, that's how long I can hold my breath for. <laughs> Bollocks. All right. Fucking watch me, dickhead. Give us that stick. Time me. Give us that stick. Get, get your stopwatch on. Watch this, cunts. Bollocks. <laughs> Uh, what does it, does it give us more information? They live on houseboats, venturing onto land only occasionally. So they're fishmen, basically. Yeah, they've got gills. Um, no, they haven't. Research has shown that their spleens are up to 50% larger than those of the Saliwan people who live on the mainland in Indonesia. You know them? You know the Saliwans, the ones off on the mainland, right? They're over there. You know them? Have you ever seen one of their spleens? Right? Well, Tiny. my spleen, 50% bigger than any of those cons. Check it. Check. check I, I, we'll go now to the hospital. We can x-ray it if you don't believe me. I'll put a tenner on it. <laughs> i got an unnaturally large spleen. We all have. Because of the diving. The spleen contracts when you dive underwater, which helps conserve energy yeah. when the body cannot obtain more oxygen. Yeah, that's why, see. <laughs> it's in that book. It's in Ripley's. 
I'll tell you, it's fucking true. I need the biggest... The reason... One of the reasons I can stay underwater for that long is because the spleen, right, is what controls your ability to hold your breath. Right? Did you know that? That's why you've got a spleen. It's an organ that controls your breath holding. Because it's for nothing else, is it? No one else has ever come up with a thing, what the spleen's for. Like the appendix. It's a waste of time. People say you don't need a spleen. Well, maybe you don't if you're living on land. But if you live on water like me and all my mates, right, you fucking need a spleen, trust me. And you need a big one too. You know what? You know what? We'll get like an email or a tweet now from a doctor who says, "Well, actually, I think you'll find you do need a spleen, and these are the these are the purposes and the reasons why you have a spleen. Yeah. Now you can't function without." Fuck off, Doctor Frank like that Lampard. That fucking eye doctor. Doctor Frank like that Lampard. Eye doctor Chelsea, who said you, you can't put your eyes on your chest. Fucking listen, right? We don't care. I've been. I uh, when my mum was having an operation to have her tumour removed, I had to sit in the room. You had to sit. And you're shitting it, right? Yeah. Absolutely shitting it. Because they're doing a massive yeah. operation. And they have to, yeah. legally... Imagine talk. how your mum felt. They have to... T- yeah. I was like, never mind you, <laughs> mother. Think how I feel. You could die. And where would that leave me? <laughs> I would be the little boy all on his own then. Well, to be fair, you are married and have children of your own. Shut up, mother. You're so <laughs> selfish. This whole cancer scare has been one bloody stress for me from beginning to end. <laughs> Perhaps if you'd looked after yourself better, you wouldn't have had the cancer. <laughs> I've started waking up in the middle of the night and go for a shit, and I think that might be something to do with my spleen. <laughs> anyway, during this talk, the doctor's going, right, this is what could happen. And he has to talk you through everything bad that could happen. And you're sitting there ringing, fucking hell, mate, I don't want to know. But he has to tell you. Because some silly mm. cunts will end up bloody suing the NHS left, right and centre if something goes wrong. So they have to say, look, obviously yeah, something can go wrong. We're about to fucking use a knife to open yeah. your body up and rearrange shit. Do you think it's going to be Sign fucking... this. It's not like going and fucking ordering an Egg McMuffin, mate. Anything could happen. Anyway. Sign this. It covers our asses. Get yeah, anything goes I, wrong. I think Thank that's you. fair, though. But anyway, the um, one of the things he said is, uh, yeah, it's quite close to your spleen. And so there's a bit of a risk, a decent risk that we could damage your spleen, like nick it or something like that. Mm-hmm. In which case, what we'll have to do, and we're 10 years up front, we'll have to completely remove your spleen. Take it out. And I'm like, fucking hell, what's she going to do without a spleen? And the doctor went, eh, don't worry about that. You don't. He actually said, you don't need a spleen. <laughs> He went, it does perform some functions, but they're easily replaced by daily medication. (laughs) He basically said, if you don't have a spleen, don't worry, but you just have to take these pills every day for the rest of your life, which, I mean, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, fucking hell, I pop pills every day. Don't matter. We'll give you a bottle of... Give you a bottle of spleen tablets, you'll be all right. Yeah, you don't Don't actually need one. I'll give you a fucking mechanical one. You can get them in John Lewis. And if we do take it out, we'll, we'll, we'll weigh it. And put it in that book. Yeah. You look, Measure no, no it against offense, the Philippines one. No offence, Adam, but you look like you've got a real decent-sized spleen on you. I mean... Are you a diver? I've got I've got an instinct for this sort of thing, right? As a doctor. And it's always a surprise. You open someone up and sometimes the spleen is not what you imagined it to be. But looking at you, sizing you up, I reckon you've got a good 10-pounder in there. This might sound weird, but I would quite like to remove your spleen. I'm kind of hoping that I do nick it accidentally <laughs> and then I get to take it out because I reckon it's a really good one. What I tend to do is when I get them out, I stick them straight in a jar and pickle the fuckers in some vinegar, right? <laughs> and then I keep them on a shelf in my doctor's office, in my rig, 
and <laughs> they, they just float there. I label them. They'll have your name on it. You'll get credit and that. <laughs> no, you don't get the key. But you know that small print thing I said earlier before we started. Yeah, that that means you signed I get it. Your now. You signed your spleen yeah. over to me. But I look after it though. Don't worry. <laughs> And don't worry, you can count on me for your spleen pills. Any problem at all at the chemist, tell him to give me a buzz. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> spleen. Well, this is we? so much... I've never read so much spleen bullshit in my life. Because the badger spend more than half their day underwater. I spend more than half... Oh, imagine how wrinkly their hands are. I spend more than half day underwater. I'm more underwater than I am up on, on land. Imagine that. that fish. Fishing. What are you doing under there? Fishing, collecting shellfish from the ocean floor, diving Just for other useful items, it says here. Going around, going around with this stick I've got. Just, diving you know. for other useful items. This is so vague. Fishing. Collecting shellfish from the ocean floor and diving for other useful items. Like what? I don't know, useful <laughs> items. Let's leave it at that, shall we? Well, I'd like to know more detail. Hey, how about you mind your own fucking business, right? And I'm down there diving for useful items. That's my business, what items I perceive to be useful. Look, people People go on boats and sometimes their rings fall off or their watch comes off when they're looking over the edge. You find all sorts down there. It's a treasure trove. I found a fucking swatch down there. It weren't working, right? It weren't Remember working, them? but it was a fucking great one. In the face, had Donald Duck on it, right? But the strap, <laughs> it was completely clear, transparent. And it didn't tell time, but it was that good looking. I've worn it ever since. And that was free. This is what I'm trying to fucking illustrate for you here. That's the sort of useful item you is, can find. This is why I'm down there for half a day. How much does a swatch day? cost on dry land? Right, tell me that. 40, 50 quid minimum, right? Fucking free for me. I've got my spleen to thank for that. Because if I didn't have this spleen, I wouldn't have been under there long enough to fucking spot the cunt. But it takes half a day. You can't. You, you don't just fucking dive down there and go, oh, there's a swatch. Brilliant, I'm going home. You've got to have a look around for it. You've got to rummage. That's why I've got the stick. It's about fucking patience, persistence, right? And uh, some people are not physically capable of doing that. But I am, thanks to old Spleen here. <laughs> they signal a mutation that has built up over many years, giving them their aquatic advantage. Well, that that is, that's really interesting, actually, in all seriousness, yeah. because what we're talking about here is Darwinism in action, right? And it is. we've seen Waterworld. I don't know if I... T- oh. When I was at Universal Studios last year, when I was in in America, they mm. do the Waterworld um, themed stunt show, stuntman show, and it is one of the yeah. best things I've ever seen. It's fucking water, brilliant. It? They're all professional Hollywood stuntmen, and they've got mm. a set. They've rebuilt an exact set from Waterworld, right? And they right. all have this fucking fight, and it's amazing. There's explosions, a plane crashes. People are fucking somersaulting off of massive towers into the water. A fire breaks out. It, and you're sat right there in front of it. It is sensational. Wow. Um, but in it, in the, the in-water world, the characters, Kevin Costner and all the others, they all have got gills because the yeah. world has disappeared underwater because of global warming. And they've all got gills. And that is evolution. And I watched it and I thought, this isn't that far-fetched. Because if humans yeah. do so, eventually we will be underwater, won't we? I mean, it's not we're not that far Probably. off, are we? 
And when we yeah. are, some of us will survive and we will probably develop gills. It's an it's amazing magical thing, evolution. These cunts have developed massive spleens, right, mm. over time because of having to live in water, and I think that's amazing. Like, like you said, it's Darwinism in action, and I think when we first started this podcast about 18 months ago, we both said what our main aim is to, to highlight Darwinism in action, mm. and here we are. We've well, done it. I wanted to call the podcast Darwinism in action, you were like, you no, did. let's call you it did. Top Flight Time yeah. Machine. And that, like yeah. we were at Loggheads for one, and in the end, I, I gave in because I thought, all right, top flight time machine's yeah. got got a ring to it. But I'm still thinking we could do a side pod called Darwinism in Action. I mean, certainly, yeah. if you've listened to this show over time uh, since it began, you certainly witnessed our evolution. Yeah, emotional Your evolution at least. The the brains of our listeners have evolved as well. I like oh, to think big so. Time. The whole thing is Darwinism in Action. Yeah. Um, so that's the natural divers on page 64. Fucking good, um, that. It is, even though we don't believe it. Right, what have I got to say? Random blob, do your job. Tell us where to put our gob. Yeah. Now it makes some noises, blob noises, like this. <laughs> and it's come up with 207. Fuck's sake. Things we do to keep you happy. Have we done... Oh! <laughs> 207 the words we're looking at here are toe claw oh <laughs> yes toe claw this, there's your title for the episode toe claw Natasha Soini of Cheap Chesapeake Virginia it looked like cheaps, cheapskate there Chesapeake Virginia shared with us oh she sent this in herself it says your uploads have a look it's, at this Readers have a look submitted. at my toe. Dear Ripley, dear <laughs> Ripley, get your fucking, feast your fucking papers on this. It's me fucking toe claw. <laughs> uh, she shared with us the story and photos of her bird claw pinky toe. According to family legend, when Natasha's grandmother was pregnant and working as a maid, she had to wash her female employer's feet, which she hated doing. Because of that hatred, her unborn child, Natasha's mother, was cursed with the bird claw, which has also been passed down to Natasha and her siblings. Now, there's, that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is she's just let the nail on her little toe grow and yeah. never cut it. And that's kind of what you get. I mean... I'll be honest, my feet are really, really ugly to look at. I mean, right. they're really okay. disgusting, right? It's mm. like, uh, even when I was younger, a lot of men, when they get to middle age, their feet become disgusting. But even when I was a teenager, um, an yeah. occasional nickname amongst my friends when we were on holiday <laughs> and I had to, to be... I was, cunt feet. <laughs> no, troll feet. <laughs> although cunt feet is an amazing nickname for someone. Uh, here he comes. Cunt feet. Cunt feet. <laughs> right. Troll feet. They're disgusting. And I'm looking at this nail thinking, that's not a million miles away from a fucking nail oh, I've got on, on my pinky. Occasionally, oh. not always. But if I left yeah. it, if I left my little toe completely unmonitored, it could easily go like that. And then I'd be in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not the best thing we've seen. Or the most impressive thing we've seen. Slightly well, further down the page. I often think of the people who are responsible for putting this annual together. And I think, fucking hell, it's quite a tough job. In a mm. way, it's the toughest job in the world. Because 
the brief is every single thing. We want you to put together an annual, right? You and I, we're yeah. writers for hire. It's the sort of thing we could we've, be approached we've about. We've worked on monthly magazines and weekly magazines. It's well, not easy, th- is it? This is what I think about, right? It's like it's fucking hard when you're doing it just in a magazine, which is a lot smaller. But the brief for this is every single page and every single word and every single picture has to be absolutely fucking extraordinary so if anyone picks up and turns to any page at all they're going to see something that's going to rock them to their very core that is this book (laughs) that's what this book's about and so you go fucking hell can't i pad it out with like you know (coughs) some old shit can't can i can i like get some pictures of like celebrities on a catwalk or something and pad it out with that bollocks no can we have a fashion section no nothing like that every fucking last thing has to make anyone reading it go jesus fucking christ that's amazing <laughs> i mean there is no harder book to compile than this is there yeah no that's true well let's, let's move down the page to, to something which i'm not sure about as well it's it says fruit ninja yeah. and it says in july 2018 64 year old ashrita Furman of new york set a new world record for slicing the most watermelons on his stomach in one minute what kind of fucking uh, record's that? I mean, that suggests it's, it's that someone else had done it. Record. This is what we were talking about before, what we didn't want to see in this book, which was dickhead world records. Yeah. And they've they've done it. They've, yeah. They have filled a bit of space with one here. Yeah. What he's doing is he's lying on his back mm. and he's sliced through 26 watermelons in a minute and he's got the watermelons on his stomach. He's got a massive knife. Um, he's got a special glove that he wears to hold the watermelon in place before he slices it. Mm. And 26 in a minute, that's what, like, one every two seconds? You're like, mate, that's not- why? Why yeah. Why have you done this? <laughs> what is... Whose approval are you seeking here? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Look it, at the guy's a, uh, face, right? What's his name? Ashrita Furman. Ashrita I'll, Furman. I'll post a picture of his face. Look at his expression he's while he's slicing teeth. that watermelon. He looks... He looks fucking angry, and yeah. like he carries with him a lot of rage and uh, and pent up aggression. Jalapeno. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Blue dot com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. What do you think is going on It'll in be, his love life? I think I think his missus has walked out. That's, that's what, what I it think. is. What his I think. missus has walked out with a watermelon salesman. Shit. Or, or at least a bloke who, who's, who's got a head like a watermelon. <laughs> like a watermelon. So yeah, every time he looks at this is, bloke, yeah. he thinks, yeah. 
Every time he looks at Walkman, he goes, ah, oh, reminds me of that cunt the missus ran off with. Oh, that could done. How could I resolve this? <laughs> His therapist is gone. So, you know, Mr. Furman, you're still carrying a lot of rage, and it's been a couple of years now since your wife yeah, left out. Yeah. The thing is, every time I'd like to, maybe you should try and move on. I fucking like to, but every time I fucking see a watermelon, I think of that big-headed cunt, right? <laughs> fucking huge round head the cunt had. Right, maybe that's what she was into. Maybe that's why she went off me. Well, so is it the man or your wife or, in fact, the watermelon that's making you angry? I don't know. You're the fucking therapist. Maybe it's the watermelon. Maybe you should think of some way in which we can do some aversion therapy. (laughs) Maybe we can think of a technique or a method in which you can overcome your feelings towards watermelons. I don't know. Like what? What? Sounds good, but what? Maybe you could slice a load of them. Yeah, maybe I could do it competitively, like. Yeah, maybe you could lie on a table and Make public. Make a few quid out of it. And, <laughs> and sl- kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. That's right. See, this is good. We're making good progress. So, your time's almost up, but let's resolve that you're going to attempt to slice the most watermelons in half from your own stomach in one minute, okay? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good, actually. I'll give that a go. Make a few quid, maybe fucking process some of the fucking feelings I've still got towards the missus and that big fucking fella. <laughs> right, I did it. I've done 26. Is that all? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, no one else is doing it. I've got the world record. Have you, have you seen fucking watermelons? They're fucking big, you know. <laughs> did you uh, think of using a really big knife? Of course I fucking did. Not an idiot. <laughs> I basically use a fucking sword. It. I wasn't using a fucking pen knife, were I? <laughs> <laughs> I started off using a pen knife and I managed to do three in a minute. <laughs> Fuck that. So I shouted out Guinness to my mate. Guinness even returning me call. My mate, fucking Dave, was there. I shouted, Dave, go get us a sword from somewhere. She's going to take me all day at this rate. So he's come back with a sword. I don't know where he got it from, but after that, I really picked up the pace. Didn't want to ask. He said, don't ask. Oh, I won't. <laughs> I didn't have time, to be just, honest. Just, just give us it here. <laughs> is there anything else on that page? I'm not sure there is. It's quite a dull page, that one. There's some little entries with little headlines. One says, one says, eight-hour drift. Let's see what that is. On a skid pad in Greer, South Carolina, Johan Schwartz drove a BMW car in a continual drift for eight hours covering 232 miles. The car had to be refueled with the help of a support vehicle five times while in mid-drift. What the fuck? <laughs> is there anything in that? There's not, is there? No. Fuck off. Um, let's do another page. Yeah, it's Return to the Blob. Uh, what is it again? Random number blob. Do your job. Tell us where to put our gob. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a number. Oh, 200. Just back Me. seven pages. Okay. okay. Oh, I like uh, this. <laughs> Here's a fella with no hands, and yep. he's really good at table tennis. Yep. And the then as he, do it, is, he sticks the he sticks the bat up his sleeve. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Well, he's, he's <laughs> what he's got is it's very interesting. Well, I'll read it to you. Kajol Deb of Agatala Tipura, India, is a table tennis coach with no hands. I mean, you'd be a bit gutted if you sent your kid for 
you'd be suspicious <laughs> if you signed up online for a set of 12 lessons for your kid table yeah. tennis for under 12. And it's, you know, kind of pricey, but you think, yeah, it's quite good, you know, teaching hand-eye coordination. And you turn up yeah. and I go, I'm here for the table tennis lessons. And he goes, yeah, it's me. I'm the coach. And he'd go, I don't know whether you'd say it out loud, but you'd certainly be thinking. No, you couldn't, could you? Where, Too embarrassing. Where are your fucking hands would, then? <laughs> I feel yeah, like I've been shortchanged here. you got no fucking hands. He'd be like, got any questions? No, thought not. See you in an hour. Yeah, hang on. I'm just going to check on my phone, see if your fucking payment's cleared. Yeah, you're all right. You pay for all 12 up front. Good. No refunds. Fuck off. But turns out he does know his stuff. The 51-year-old lost his hands in a bomb explosion in 1992. Yeah, I lost them in an explosion. And after his arms... Bomb explosion? (laughs) What kind? Bomb. Blew my hands clean off, didn't it? And after his arms... Just my hands, though. (laughs) Everything else Nothing is else. intact, so you know. You got all right. That's what you're thinking. You got to look on the bright side. Could have knocked my fucking feet or my cock off. <laughs> he found he could hold the table tennis paddle just fine. He slides the paddle in between the split parts on each forearm and then wraps it with rubber bands. I use these rubber bands. It's no problem. <laughs> then instead of thumbs, maybe. People think about that, right? Opposable thumbs is what is what's supposed to set us apart from the monkeys. But oh, you don't need them. Rubber bands will do the job any fucking thumb can do. Right? Deb now trains you might be eight... You, you might be wondering how I have a wank. I just do it with the stumps. It's different. It's better. Actually, you should try it. Oh, I've got choices. I can use both stumps, right? So it's a double-hander, right? <laughs> I can use the split ends on my right forearm and jam my cock between that, right? <laughs> or, thirdly, I can use one stump and rubber band my cock to that stump, right? <laughs> and do it like that. So rubber band wank. So Anyway, so I'll see you in an hour. What's the kid's name again? <laughs> he says he's got he trains eight students at his own school. Yeah, I've got my own school. I got eight students so far. <laughs> So it's growing pretty fast. I'm, I'm confident I'll reach 10 by end of year. I'll admit a lot of them haven't stuck around, but... <laughs> it seemed like the natural... After the bomb blew my hands off, I had to rethink my life, right? I had to think to myself, Deb, Deb, pull yourself together. All right, you've had a bit of bad luck. Fine. Shit happens. That's life. But... It's no good sitting around moping. You, you know, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. What are you going to do for your, for your job now? My last job, it involved a lot of typing, data input. Don't ask any more details than that. As you say, there's a lot of data input required. Well, I thought, that's out. I'm never going to be able to touch type at, a, at speed now. And I'll be fucked if I'm wearing one of them sort of sticks that you attach to your head and type with, you know, like fucking, you know, Stephen Hawkins has got, got time. Fuck that. I haven't got time for that. So I thinks to myself, what what can I do? What can I do? Lad's still got to earn a living, right? This is India. You don't get much in the way of benefit relief. So I thought, fuck it. I've always liked table tennis. You know, why don't I become a table tennis coach? <laughs> I've got nothing to lose, have I? So, you know, here I am five years later. I'm up to eight students, right? And um, I'm in Ripley's Believe It or Not, which is great marketing opportunity and all. <laughs> I'm living the fucking dream, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Best thing that Best ever thing happened ever to happened me was... is that bomb that blowing a... my hands off. 
that, that time I picked that bob up. It's funny how life turns out, but I look back now and I think God was telling me something there, and it was something along the lines of, you don't need hands. <laughs> oh, man. Um, anything else on that page that looks of interest? Um, I'll just read one out at random. God, High God, heels. Irene Saul, a former professional ballroom dancer from Blacksburg, Virginia, ran an entire 26.2 mile marathon in high heels. Running in. Why? Why would she do that? Running in three inch stiletto heels, she finished the Seven Bridges Marathon in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, home of the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Choo Choo, yeah. Um, In seven seven hours, 27 minutes, 53 seconds. Well, why the seven fuck? hours twenty seven minutes? Yeah, why what did she fuck? do that? Why didn't she just get a pair of fucking trainers? Attention seeking. A six. That's the they're the ones for running, I believe. She right. got herself a pair of them. It's just attention seeking, that isn't it? Yeah. Right. Let's do another page. Uh, random blob. Do your job. Uh, tell us where to put our gob. Um, it says fucking hell, hundred eighty four. It's not going very far, is it? One eight four. Right. Here we are. Oh, these one two look four. like a couple of cunts, don't they? Oh, oh God, yeah. Have we done this one already? I. No. Uh, yeah, we have. I well. We did the one next to it. We did the it. one it next the to it. In, in fact, head. I was talking that this morning to Len about it. I was saying, do you remember that key in the bloke's head? Mm. Uh, just a little chat yeah. over breakfast before he went to school. Hey, she done. Yeah. Good luck at school today. <laughs> remember that picture we saw of bloke with <laughs> a key stuck in his knot. Yeah, good, wasn't it? Anyway, bye. I think we've, we've had a good morning. We've, had, we've listened to a robot singing a Christmas song in bed and I was talking about a fellow with a key in his nut. Ah. Off you go. Life's a living, son. Be lucky. Ah. Son, uh, you're lucky to have a dad like no me. Good. Life's a fucking living. Number, number 69. Number 69. Page 69. Um, creepy Burger, it says at the top of the page. Creepy Burger. For one day only on Halloween, Australian fast food chain Huxter Burger offered a creepy Bugster Burger at its Melbourne restaurant, a burger featuring roasted mealworms and mayonnaise and served on a blue bun. Fuck that. Here's some Yeah, we're going to do some, some mealworms and mayonnaise, but guess what? The bun's blue. <laughs> Blow your mind, hasn't it? I don't want a fucking blue hell. bun, thanks. Halloween. Anything to do with Halloween shite. Um, here's some cunts right. on a sledge. I'm suspicious of them. I'm suspicious yeah. of snow-based sports, to be honest. Are you? Yeah? Do you think it's, what, attention-seeking? Uh, a bit. I just don't know why people go up there. I mean, I love the idea of being up mountains. In fact, one of my ambitions for 2020, and there'll be some cunters who'll give me some tips and advice, because I'm sure they've done it, right. is to go up um, Mount Snowdon, Snowdonia, right? All right, okay. Because yeah. that's a good walk. Because it's there. Yeah, I, I love I love walking, yeah. and I'm trying to plan some ambitious walks for the year ahead, and that is one that I like. Okay. So I like the idea of being up up there because you get nice views. Simple as that. I'm not going to try and be more poetic t- about it than to say it's quite nice to walk somewhere and see some nice things. But how long does it take you to get up there? Do you know? Oh fuck knows. But I don't think it's particularly difficult. It's not like climbing. You don't have to have carabiners right, and just a pulley walk, systems. You just okay. fucking walk. You walk. It's more, yeah. I, I think well, so. Anyway, anyway, I find out when I get there, won't I? And uh, yeah, I suppose so. But going up mountains, I love the idea of going up a mountain because they look so beautiful when you see them in James Bond and that, don't they? The snowy mountains. Mm, yeah. But 
I wonder whether it's possible to go and have a holiday up a snowy mountain without having to fuck about skiing. <coughs> because skiers are like golf. It's like golf, and it? It's full of cunts. That's cunts, yeah. Cunt sport, mm. yeah. So it's a shame because people who love the idea of a snowy mountain holiday miss out on it because if you go up there, you have to hang around with all of them. I, I, I can't see why any fucker would want to have a holiday in the snow. Oh, just a weekend away. Oh, it's so beautiful and cosy. Imagine being in a log cabin, no, mate. No, 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 no. Years and years ago, me, me and, and the ex and the kids we were going to go to Pickering in North Yorkshire to a, a, a little uh, log cabin yeah. camp. Yeah. For uh, it was going to be the week before Christmas, and um, there was a fucking massive blizzard the day before. So we drove all the way there, and we couldn't actually get onto the site. They said you'll have to carry your suitcases from the car park up to where your lodge is. And we just went, ah, fuck that. <laughs> Turned around and went home again. <laughs> ended up ended up in a blizzard on the A19 North coming back home and I had to try and find a Premier Inn to stay in overnight, which was the real adventure because we couldn't get home. Well, that sounds ridiculous. quite... Uh, did you turn it into a fun thing in a way? Sort of, yeah. I mean, I got to have a nice pint of Stella when I got to the Premier Inn. That was good. Sound, fun, things but, like um, that can be fun. The kids kind of... Like it because it's all spontaneous. Nah, kids hated it. Yeah, the kids and that it. sort of turned you we off snow it. for good. That experience. Well, what's what's snow? I don't. Snow is there, and you can go local, and you can do some sledging. That's fun. Then you go home and have a bath, <laughs> and sit in front of the fire. But a fucking holiday in the snow. Fuck off. Have holiday in, in the hotland. Yeah, I know what you Sorry. mean. You know, I, you know, listen, but I just find it the idea of it beautiful. It looks beautiful. I wouldn't mm. be able to stick it for a fucking week. It's not that relaxing. But the idea of being in a log cabin, you know, like in those um, Cinzano ads with, um, yeah. what's his name? Rossiter, Leonard Rossiter and Joan Collins. Yeah. And he comes in and they're in the, the ski lodge. I've always sort of found that quite appealing. You know, maybe having a glass of something with Joan Collins next to a log fire. That's probably what it's about. Yeah, yeah. it's mostly about Joan Collins, isn't it? Yeah, you know I've met Joan Collins. I'm yeah. going to fucking tweet the picture out later. I do that once in yeah, a while, well, just to I, make me feel I, I, good. This, this, this episode's at an end now, so you can't tell us about that until another time. Uh, I don't think there's anything on this page. This this picture, it's just some cunts on a wooden sled. Sliding uh, at speeds up to 62 miles per hour. So what? Uh, so what? Big fucking deal. Yeah, My car does 120. Big fucking wow. What, you think you're hard, um, do you? Fuck off. Anything else on that page? Small hotel... Uh, guests pay Mohammed Al Mahim fifty five dollars a night to stay in his hotel, a stripped out VW Beetle. <laughs> he fucking mugs. Uh, Forty quid. The car, which forms the smallest hotel in the world, sits on a pile of stones but overlooks beautiful scenery in the desert village of Al Jaya, Jordan. No more than two people can stay in the hotel at any time, obviously. And Al Mahim prepares breakfast for guests in his in a nearby cave, which also serves as his hotel's lobby. No more. Yeah. yeah. No, only two people at a time. You want breakfast, you come to cave. Cave breakfast. <laughs> 40 quid. Can we order... Oh, that's lovely. Could we order room service for breakfast? No room service no. here. You come to come cave. Come to cave. It's too far. Is there, is, are there any bathroom facilities? No. No, don't come in cave for bathroom. Go over there. You sit in hole. Woods. Sit in, in woods. You build hole and shit in that. And cover up real good. No, leave open. No one want to see your shit. Oh, this is lovely. It's very rustic. Yeah, that's right, rustic. Now, I get in car. In a, I wish we'd gone on a skate holiday instead. 
No ski here. Too hot. Never snow. (laughs) Maybe sometimes the best advice is just stay at home. I I don't know. You're fucking right. You're talking my language, mate. Rig life. Hashtag rig life. Rig life for life. Right, that's it from this one. We'll be back with uh, a Melchester tomorrow if you're IFS. Yeah. If you're not, there's nothing. Tough shit. Yeah, if not, your tomorrow is a fucking gaping void of misery and nothingness. Good luck with that, dickheads. Merry Christmas. Yeah, just rest. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.